Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. With the Baker's Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices. For the win! Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement. Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure I have the opportunity of presenting special guest, Arwen Bardsley, host of the Five Star Wellbeing Podcast, holistic health and well-being coach, blogger, and a perpetual student and eco-warrior. I really am excited to have Arwen on the show. She's from Melbourne, Australia. And I just think it's important when we delve into spirituality, we get different practitioners on who have their own message that they're sharing and their own motivation. I'd love to have this type of interview on the show to have another podcaster who's passionate about what they do share their insight and perspective. And so with that said, it's with great pleasure. I welcome Arwen to the show. Welcome to the show, Arwen. Thank you, Jason. Thank you so much for having me. As I said before we started recording, it is great to be on the other side of the <laughs> podcast interview. So thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. I, as I said during your, your intro just now, I want to get as many broad perspectives as I can on spirituality and on well-being and I think you have a unique point of view that I'd like to share with our audience. And I wanted to ask you about your five-star well-being podcast and what motivated you to start it. 
Funnily enough, COVID-19 motivated me to start it because as some of your listeners may be aware, so in Melbourne, we were the longest lockdown city in the world. So we had the most days, weeks, months, and I don't ask me how long it was, but it was a long time of lockdown. And I actually started my podcast right at the start of the pandemic. So it was, I think it was April 2020 when I did my first episode, just because my work was restricted. I do work remotely with people, but that stage, especially people were just completely blown away by the way their lives had changed and locking themselves down emotionally and mentally to some extent, I think, and knocking themselves up to the prospect of working, doing things like energy healing remotely and health coaching remotely. And people just weren't thinking about alternative health. Really, unfortunately, we were so hit by everything in the media about this virus. And I just... I've always loved talking to people, hearing about their lives. I'm sure the same as you. And had done a lot of interviewing in my past life in human resources. I don't know. It was just something that I was really interested in doing is starting a podcast. So that's what I did. And I started off my first, my very first episode. It was just me talking about how people could boost their immunity because that was a pretty hot topic at the time. And then I had, I actually had a client on who I'd had worked with remotely for most of my interactions with her because she moved into state. So I had her on to talk to people about how you can do this kind of energy healing work remotely. And then I started to get all sorts of different guests. I thought through my the ways I like to encourage people to look after themselves, thinking about movement, thinking about sleep, thinking about food, and reached out to my networks and just got a whole lot of different people on to, to talk about their areas of expertise and help people think through all those concepts. I didn't, you mentioned spirituality, and that is a huge part of my life, but that I guess wasn't a particular driver for my podcast. I've certainly had some really spiritual guests on as well, but my driver was to share information. That's always been a really big goal with my business, with what I do with blogging, with social media, even I've always been trying to get the information out there. As we know, doing this kind of work, it often doesn't make you any money and that is not what it's about. It's about sharing information and helping people to help themselves. Absolutely. I'm just motivated by you. <laughs> Hearing your story <laughs> about when you started the, uh, first off, I'll say as a point of reference. So you lived in Melbourne with the longest lockdown and I live in Tampa with the shortest lockdown. <laughs> in Florida, people were like, what's COVID? And they're acting yeah. like it didn't exist. I did a voluntary lockdown for myself for the last two years. And I'll be honest with you, I had I had my own show in 2018 that I started. I loved it. And I really amped it up <laughs> during mm-hmm. the pandemic because I felt like, like you were sitting still. What else can you do? Yeah. Right. Shape, shape the world in your own way with your own message and your own platform. And I feel like that's just such a powerful statement of what you got to do. And yeah. in terms of your own holistic alternative health coaching, How did you get into that as a field for yourself? So I started with Reiki, which we spoke about before as well, before we recorded. Yeah, I think I, I don't know, like you, I suppose you sometimes get psychic things come to you and it wasn't that I thought, oh, I've got this. You're intuitive. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely intuitive. And I just always knew that Reiki was going to be a thing for me. My mum had actually learned it, not when I was a child, but when I was maybe a teenager or something. She did her level one course. So I was aware of it for a very long time. And then it wasn't until I got to middle age and I'd gone through a divorce and kind of all the trauma that that brings also opens up a lot of doors and allows you to follow your own path. And we'll often say, I don't think I would have been, I would have gone down the path I've gone down if I stayed in the marriage I was in. And that's no, no negative towards my ex-husband, but it just, I just had a different life. Yeah. So I started with doing Reiki and started seeing clients once I'd done my level two and I was allowed to do that. And I was still working in human resources, doing my corporate life as well, and just started having the Reiki practice on the side and gradually did that more and more. And then I got to a point where I felt like this is great and it's very helpful for people, but they can't come and have Reiki every day or even every week or even for a lot of people every fortnight. Just time and finances wise, it's not feasible for them. So what can they do to help themselves keep their energy, to balance their energy, to not get into these states where they're just completely drained and worn down. And and it's not just the physical as well, it's the mental aspects of energy. We all need energy for our mental health to be great as well. So then I came across the biggest learning that I had with trying to extend helping people with different aspects of their well-being was discovering Dr. Deanna Minnick's work in food and spirit. And I did that course with her and that opened up the whole world of nutrition. And I'm not a qualified nutritionist. That's not what that course is, but it's making you realize the connection between food and spirit, as the name suggests, as it says on the box, the fact that you're getting your energy from your food, but you're getting it from all these other aspects of your life as well. Movement has always been a huge thing that has been big in my life. And I know that so many people don't move as much as they should. Did a lot of self-education about sleep as well, which is a huge one too. And then got into, as we spoke a little bit about as well, I'm very passionate about the environment, but then started bringing that more away from thinking about nature, but to our env- the environment that is around us. What are the surroundings that we're living in every day? And through that got into toxins and looking at all the many toxins that we don't realise we're living with constantly and did another qualification. So I'm a low tox coach, which means that I can coach people in becoming aware of what is in your food, what is even in your cookware, what is in the clothes that you're wearing, what is in all the products you put on your skin, all the things you use to to do your cleaning of your house, all these, there's just so many avenues of that. So that was a huge area that I've brought into my work as well. And I think it's one that Many people are becoming more aware of, but still so many people have no idea of. And the thing is, I guess, to tie it in with my passion about nature and the environment and climate change and looking at all of that aspect of life is that what is good for us health-wise, what is low-tox for us is good for the planet and vice versa. And they never work in opposites like that. 
that was another thing that I brought in. So I suppose it was just, again, as I said about doing my podcast, it's about educating people. And I wanted to be able to share with my clients all these different ways that they can look at and think about to help themselves and to improve their own well-being when they're not sitting with me or working with me. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You gave me a lot to unpackage. And I got yeah, the right sorry. Thing. That was a very- Oh, this is fun for me. Trust me. My habit, like you mentioned, used to do HR and that's when you do a lot of interviews. For me being an attorney, I did a lot of Hurricane Katrina litigation and hurricane stuff over the years. And I didn't realize that transfers into podcast hosting, but it does because we get to figure out how to ask questions on our feet a lot. And Mm. here's a couple of things I want to ask you about. So when you talk about the relationship of mental health and spirituality, I will tell you that from my perspective, I think they go hand in hand and that if we can balance ourselves, right, and take the steps in our lives to get rid of the stuff that was what if thoughts that burden us or those. One of the things COVID did was it forced us to work through a lot of our own pent up issues, I believe. Mm -hmm. And like, for example, you hear about people wanting to quit their career, change career. I'm doing that myself right now. It sounds like you're done. You're more along on your journey after you went through your divorce and from my vantage point, I think it's kudos to you to making mental health a part of your practice, because I think it's so important for us to offer people the way to manage and deal with their stress and deal with their anxiety. And like, I'm holding a piece of rose quartz right now as I talk to you. And it's just like my calming energy kind of thing. I also love the fact that you brought up energy in, in its relationship to everything you're doing, because from my vantage point, energy is what we are. Mm-hmm. And when you realize these things and the connected, the connectivity of it all, it can really be a, a big eye-opener. And I guess what I want to ask you as a follow-up is, what was your greatest aha moment once you started your podcast during COVID and once you really have gotten into these different areas that you just brought up? What was that moment when you woke up and you were like, wow, what I'm doing right now is going to have such an impact, not only my positive in my life, but for those around me as well, clients and people I interact with and everything else? Yeah, I guess in relation to the podcast, it was when people who I knew would say to me, friends and family would say, oh, I listened to the episode about <laughs> such and such. And oh, I never knew that I'm not going to be able to think of an example of it. Just that the ahas that people around me were having. And of course, you think those people might start listening just because they're doing you a favor. They're actually getting good information that can help them change their lives from what I'm doing. So that that it w- is really what I would say. It's not from strangers reading, reaching out or anything like that. It's actually people that you think, like I would often, I'd have these conversations with friends or family and be like, haven't I talked to you about that before? <laughs> if I have, they haven't listened, but they're getting it on this other platform and they're listening. That's such a great point you raise. The idea of having your own platform. I never in a million years would have imagined in my mid 40s, I'd have so much fun doing this stuff because back in the day, there wasn't anything like this, but technology yeah. has enabled us to each. There's over 
3 million podcasts out there. And I don't know how you feel about it, but for me, I just get, if I, let's say I have a little moment in my day, I'll have an interview later on and it picks me up. It raises my vibration and it keeps me raised. Yeah. And the power of creative energy too. I love the fact that I tell people now I trained to be a lawyer. I was born probably a psychic, but my passion lies right here. Podcasting. My passion lies in creative stuff. And for me, it's, it represents an expression of things I probably never would have brought up to if I didn't have this conversation with you right now, we wouldn't be talking about this topic and I'd probably be outside walking or doing something else. So from my vantage point, I think it's great that you have the gift of giving back as well as also doing your own podcasting things. Have you found within yourself as you go forward with your show that you've developed a certain scope of programming that when you first started out, you didn't consider? Because my show's taken different directions over the last five years as well. And I think podcasting is like a thing that morphs, it evolves, it grows, and it's an expression of who we are. Yeah, big time. Because as I said, I started with just my networks and reaching out to people that I already knew and had a connection, not necessarily people that I knew well, but just through my networks, because I thought, yeah, I can interview that person about this specific thing. And I started out thinking, along the lines of my work. So what I've gone through my five-star wellbeing program of getting people to talk about food and movement and sleep and surroundings and toxins and spirituality as well. And also a lot of my work I base on the chakra system, which hopefully most people will have heard of, the seven main chakras, which chakra, the word comes from the Indian tradition, but pretty much every traditional system of healing or of medicine recognizes that we have these energy centers within the body. And we also have lines of energy running through our bodies as well. And a lot of my work I based around that. So I was thinking about each of the chakras and can I talk to somebody about, for example, the first episode I did on the boosting your immunity was really all about the root chakra, the first chakra that I call foundation energy and went through the chakras as well, trying to build guests and episodes around that. But then I started to get people contact me through my networks, through things like LinkedIn and say, oh, hey, can I be on your show? I've got this to talk about. And I also got onto the platform that we connected through called Podmatch, yes. which I often say to people, it's like Tinder for podcasters. I love it. You know, but it's, <laughs> but it's not really, is it? Because it's, it's a lot more professional than that. But And then I just had all these people. I have not, I've not invited anybody onto my podcast. They've all asked to come onto my podcast, which is just amazing to me. I love it. And it just then does extend my scope of the types of people that I talk to. And there's certainly people that I would never have thought I would have on, but I have because they've asked to be on and it does fit into my broad platform of trying to educate people about their well-being. I love that. I ask you this, podcasting for me, when I do my episodes, like we're doing our interview now, it'll take a few weeks usually for me to catch up and get it out. But yeah, yeah. I want to ask you, when you do your shows and you do your interview and then you edit it or get back to finished product before you drop it, do you like listen to it? And do you like think, wow, it's so different than when you're doing it versus being a listener? That is so funny that you said that because just yesterday <laughs> I was, I do that. So I started doing transcripts just using a website that does the transcript for you. But you have to, uh, 
I anyway want to listen to it and correct the things, names that the artificial intelligence spells incorrectly or sometimes it just doesn't get things right. That does mean that I'm, I listen to the whole conversation again. And my latest episode that just came out today, I was listening to this interview that I'd done a couple of weeks before and I was just like, wow, this woman has the most amazing things to say. And in fact, I have started implementing some of the things that she said myself, but I kind of, my concept of how the conversation had gone was not that it had been as amazing as I realised it was when I re-listened to it. So I actually said in my intro or outro to the episode, I'm not sure that I'm very mindful when I'm doing the interviews because you're thinking about what the next question is you want to ask and really trying to listen to what they're saying as well, but you can't absorb all this magical wisdom that people are sharing with you until you do the re-listen. So it's like a good bottle of wine. It just gets better with time, I think. I say this, I say everyone who's come on my show, including you right now, I learn from each person. I gain insight and wisdom and inner reflection. Like I, and then I use the information from my show during my psychic readings and when I interact with people. So if someone calls me all depressed because they haven't been able to find the right person for themselves and they got ghosted or they're really upset. I'll say, oh, there's someone who came on my show, Morgana Ray came on about a year ago. I don't know if you met Morgana, but she has her own group through Podmatch. She has her own story. And I love sharing the story, which is she has a deck of cards. I'm talking ad lib, but she has a deck of cards and she went through some struggles dating and she meditated and then got motivated to pick up a 52 deck of card and used any fear of rejection or fear of isolation or a bad apple comes across her path she'd take a card out and not stay fixated on it. And she met her husband with on the ninth card. So I use that to my clients and I tell them if they're really stuck, one of the goals I love to do when I give a reading to somebody is be able to guide them a little bit from un- staying stuck. And if I could say to you, your fear of rejection, like if I pick up psychically that someone has a fear of rejection or fear of commitment or whatever it is, if you were to say, it's more of a journey, it's an experience. It's like, getting on a boat and going down the Mississippi river in the 1800s, consider dating a journey. Don't get hung up on the minutia of negative people that cross your path or those self-defeating thoughts that hit your head. Like, Oh my God, I've been single three years. Me. I don't bother that. I, I've let go of that during the pandemic. And my approach has been now, if people ask me, Oh, are you dating anyone like Valentine's day? I say, oh, I'm dating myself right now. Meaning yeah. self-love. We need the self-love in order to have that next person that comes into our life that can feel that connection. And I wanted to ask you about it, like from your experiences and the different guests that you've had on your show, has there been guests that have really shaped your own paradigm of how you look at your own life and your relation to it and everything else? Your brain needs support and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Absolutely. And I really feel like I can know you relate to this with your psychic and intuitive powers, but I absolutely feel like every guest that I've had on, I they have meant to come to me for one reason or another. There's 
like I had one guy who was a herbalist who happened to be talking about hawthorn and I suddenly found myself with high blood pressure because I'm going through a move and all this stuff at the moment. And that's really unusual for me. I'm a very fit, healthy person. You want to walk the talk, obviously. And he talked about hawthorn, which is a great herb for high blood pressure and for the heart. I had a guy who was a, an astrologer, a Vedic astrologer who does location astrology. And I had always wanted to have a location astrology reading done. There's so many, yeah, this woman that I said, who is my most recent guest, who's a meditation coach, who just talks about how people can meditate without even trying all these little tiny things you can do in your day that are actually going to bring yourself more into yourself. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going off track. Absolutely. Everyone, I have meant to meet them. And I think pretty much could probably count on one hand the number of guests who I think I haven't made any changes in my life because of the conversation I had with them. But otherwise, everyone else, it's, yeah, they've had an impact. I just feel like we're living in a special time right now, coming out of this COVID thing and moving forward and the advent of podcasting. Because I feel like in the United States, I don't know if it's like this in Australia, but almost everyone, you, you could trip over someone as they're on show now. Some of my college friends actually listening to my show caught me off guard because these are like my fraternity brothers from college. They used to tease me when I was in my early 20s. And they're like, oh, I heard your show recently. I'm like, you what? It's weird to have that kind of response from people from other parts of your life. Did you Have you had any experiences like that for yourself where you had like a relative? I know you mentioned earlier, you have people that have reached out to you about, but have you found one of those moments where you're like, wow, my aunt watches this or wow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Things like that. Yeah, more distant relatives that have, I know that they read all my stuff and listen to my stuff. Yeah, I don't know whether I have, I suppose people who a hiking group and one of the guys said to me, oh, do you have anything, have you had any episodes about fasting, about intermittent fasting? Yes, I have. I'll send you this one and send him another one, which was about eating relationship with food as well so yeah things like that it's absolutely every week there'll be something that comes up because somebody needs some information and the same with clients as well that they'll might have some particular issue and I can go okay well if you go and listen to this particular episode then that's going to give you a lot more information about that that topic or some tips to help you with this particular thing that you're going through you raise a very interesting, I get excited sometimes when you'll say something, I'll connect and intermittent fasting. I started doing that about five years ago and that's how I lost mm-hmm. 50 pounds. One of the things I'll say when I got into intermittent fasting, I really disciplined with it was I noticed my intuitive abilities increased. And I think my personal f- theory is that by not having all those extra calories in your body, as your body's burning the excess from the intermittent fasting process, because I skip breakfast, I eat lunch and get done around nine at night, my time. And having there were some days I did a five-day fast when I first got into it. Cause it was like addictive. I was like, how long can I go with this? And that was just a normal part of my life. But at the time I was like, really get into things competitively with yourself. And I just remember spending like five days intermittent fasting and losing like six pounds. It was good loss. It was like, what all? And I remember when I was like around friends, I was just picking up on all this extra stuff. And I was like, they're like, how are you getting this information? I know you're psychic, but how are you getting the level and the detail? And I'm like, I think it's from the intermittent fasting, like the energy and the metabolism of the body isn't being stressed to its point when you're 
eating McDonald's or having milkshakes or hot dog or, and so by freeing yourself up, I believe very strongly your intuition will go off the charts. I want to ask you, have you seen that with people you've worked with or in your own experiences? No, not in particular, but what comes to me is you think about traditional cultures and their practices of spiritual, spiritual practices, spiritual rites, they would fast. They weren't doing those things on a full stomach. They would fast, they would do those practices, and then they might feast afterwards as a celebration. And even my background, my traditional heritage, my ancestry is is Celtic, and that is a spiritual practice that I do, nature spirituality, druidry, and there as well. The tradition is that you don't eat when you're trying to be spiritual. So I think absolutely, it doesn't surprise me that you had that experience. You know, I stumble on things, (laughs) meaning I'll do something and then I'll have a reaction. I'll be like, wow. Okay. So if I want to ramp up my intuitive abilities, make sure I intermittent fast regularly, make sure I go Mm -hmm. for walks. You mentioned movement. I just got back from having a walk and I'm real big with music therapy, listen to my favorite songs, going for a walk, enjoying nature. I live along the water here in Tampa. It's like every day I could go exactly the same path. I could see every brick in the road on my journey, so to speak on the side, but it's a new journey every time because there's always something reflective that you get to experience and enjoy through synchronicity. I believe synchronicity is a very powerful force like gravity. And like you were mentioning how people come to you and you feel that connection. And I wanted to ask you, have you had your own synchronistic experiences that help transform your viewpoint on your journey and your path and everything you're doing right now? Yes, definitely. I think even one with what I mentioned with practicing nature spirituality, I had a tarot reading with a lady who said one of the key things that she said to me was, you like she knew in she didn't ask me but she knew I worked in healing and she said you need to find out about the traditional healing practices of your ancestors and I at the time this was a few years ago I had no idea what she meant or what that would be then worked through it to go to discover that the practices of the ancient Celts of Druidry was something that I could learn about. And I didn't even know that existed. I didn't even know there were Druids that were were still around and practising and then discovered that there was a group of people who met to do, to celebrate the Wheel of the Year, do eight ceremonies a year that weren't too far from me and met the woman who ran the group and had an immediate connection with her. And that has really changed my my outlook on spirituality because I guess I felt oh I think I'm alone in in all these things that I feel and this connection with nature and that like you said being by the water and things like that that feels magical and spiritual to me and but probably other people don't feel like that but then you discover that there's probably millions of people around the world who are connected to that and obviously our traditional cultures, all the First Nations people, that is that is their practice as well. And that we've just become completely disconnected is humans as a general rule. We're just not connected. We are nature, but we've... Exactly. We create this artificial surroundings of brick and mortar around us. And we think that we're impervious to nature. We're a different, we're all one living thing. 
Yeah. If you exactly. go out in outer space and you stare at the planet, you'll see a big blue ball with green land and cloud, but we're all part of that. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, I think it's just that connection. And also I wanted to say what you were saying before as well with the intermittent fasting and spirituality that when we're eating things that aren't whole foods, then our system has to process all this stuff that it doesn't recognize. And of course it drains your energy. To me, energy goes down a scale of vibration and that spiritual energy is the highest vibration. And of course, that's going to be the first thing to go because your system is going to want to keep your heart and your brain going at the most fundamental level. So everything moves down from the spiritual, the mental, the emotional to the physical. And if you're blocking up your system with all this stuff it doesn't recognize, and this is why I'm so passionate about toxins, that and food is so important because it's the energy we put into our bodies, you've got to eat whole foods that your body, that your system can recognize as energy because otherwise you're just cutting yourself off at the starting gate. It's, it's like putting the wrong gas in your engine, which I've done Absolutely. before many moons ago. Yep. <laughs> and your car yep. just cuts out on the highway and then you're like, oh man, I shouldn't have been on the phone when I pumped my gas. Busy yep. in a conversation in my law job. Point is, if you put the wrong stuff in, you're going to deal with the ramifications of that. And yeah. in order to get your body to where you want it to be, you got to take the right steps and put the right fuel in it. It is a machine. Yep, it is a machine. That's right. But it's a machine that fundamentally is fueled by energy and that energy connects to things that are not physical as well. I love the word light worker. Hmm. I wanted to ask you, because I think you're a light worker based on what you do. And I want to ask you, have you ever thought of that label for yourself? And if so, what does it leave you with when you think about it? Yeah, I suppose I've thought about it. It's certainly not a label that I use, but I love the word as well. And I think that light is a vibration of energy as well. So it just, it has that feeling to me of the word is talking about shining, of highlighting, of illuminating, but it's also about lightness and not being on that heavy physical level all the time. It's about opening things up to the higher vibrations. So I do love the word. And I, look, you saying that I don't, I don't think, oh, no, I'm not that, but it's just not a word that I use a lot for myself. One of the words that jumped off you while we were talking is apothecary. In the past life, you might've had a, in your heritage, you may have had involvement with that. That's why you're doing the stuff you're doing now. We continue what we did before, I believe. Yeah, and so yeah. just like I said, before we got on the air, I was like, oh, so tell us about your book. And you're like, oh, I haven't finished it yet. Or <laughs> on there, you're going to have a book. It jumped off you when I was first talking in our intro conversation before our interview. And I see big things coming up for you next year. And it's going to be really exciting for you because you're going to be able to kind of, I have two parents. You're going to be able to bring your wings out, stretch your wings. and really fly and soar. And I, I feel very powerful for you to say that to you. When I say powerful, I mean empowering of the work yeah. to empower others. And to me, that makes me happy because I like coming across people who are on their incline and not mm. so consumed about when am I going to be on my decline, if ever. And I feel like it's all relational how we live our lives. And it sounds like you've really figured out after going through things in your past, where you wanted to wind up and live your truest version of yourself. And I want to ask you if there's anyone in the audience that feels stuck in a relationship or they feel stuck in a job or stuck in a part of their life where they just don't feel satisfied, what recommendations would you provide to them 
based on your own personal experiences to help liberate their viewpoints and give them the uh, gusto to maybe make some life changes? Yeah, I would say that it's really all, everything is possible and it's all in your mind and it's just about opening yourself up to what it is that you want. I had a really great podcast guest who talked about this a lot, who was a guy who had beaten a cancer diagnosis, basically told he was going to die. And he talks about this a lot, about how it's all in the mind. And it's absolutely true. I think, look, I'm I'm a very practical person, the way that I live my life. So I suppose and a lot of people are like that. That's how. That's what's valued in our society is taking these practical steps towards what you want to achieve. So, some, but sometimes you have to just shut off that that practicality that's naysaying whatever it is you want and trust. It's really about trust, trusting the universe or whatever it is that you believe in. I do believe that there were there are powers higher than us that what is meant to come to you will come to you and being open. It's a bit of a wishy-washy answer, but that's honestly the answer that I've got. I'll say this to you. When you brought up cancer, I went through stage one kidney cancer in 2018. It was definitely one of the catalysts going through the surgeries. I had that for that. I had that first and then diverticulitis afterwards removed. It, It prompted me to end a toxic relationship, end a toxic business relationship, lose the 50 pounds, and really pursue where I am now is from then. It took me about four years and it was a journey I didn't expect. Things got thrusted on me and changes happened. Yeah. And I felt yeah. disillusioned for a while, like you did when you went through your stuff. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like if you don't stop and listen, if you don't trust, if you are not open, then these things are going to be forced upon you. It's whatever is meant to happen will happen one way or another. And yeah. If you're not listening, if you're not being open, then something's going to happen to make change occur, like just like it did for you. And I'm sorry, you had to go. Oh, no, nothing. You know what? I'll say this to you. (laughs) Having the cancer forced me to make decisions. It forced me to say, get off the pot, Jason. You're in an eight-year relationship that's toxic. You need to move on. Get off the pot, Jason. You're in a toxic business relationship with an unethical person. You need to get them out of your life. And I did. And then after that, I removed all these other people that I thought were close friends of mine that weren't filling my highest need. And then the pandemic happened, which really cleared out the rest, right? Mm-hmm. So now I feel like I have a tabula rasa, so to speak. I have a clean slate. Beautiful. We were just talking about how before we got on the air, I was telling you how excited I am that I only have one case left for my original law firm stuff. And I'm pursuing this new life path as a, you know, all the other stuff I'm doing, life coaching and podcasting professionally and the psychic stuff. I just find that for me, it's like taking off your see Gulliver's travels, the book from many years ago, where mm-hmm. he was tied down by the locals that were really much smaller than him. And he broke away from those binds. That's how I felt two weeks ago when mm-hmm. I had my last case. And I was like, second, to last case, I felt like I came out of this fog and it's, it's a new world for me, at least. And I feel like when you went through your divorce and you pursued the things you did, you have that feeling for yourself that you you felt the freshness, the newness. Don't get me wrong. There's the fear. There's, there's a lot of emotional mm-hmm. stuff you got to go through to get mm-hmm. to where you're going to be. And mm-hmm. it's not just like you wake up and say, oh, I'm going to change everything in my life. Everything's got to go. Yeah. It's a process. Yeah, yeah look, absolutely. Yes. It didn't happen immediately, but yes, 
I know that needed to happen in my life and I continue to feel, I suppose, sad for my kids that had to happen and that they couldn't grow up in this nuclear family. But I also, and then I have other friends, I did all of these things early, got married earlier than my friends had kids earlier and then got divorced earlier. (laughs) And so now I have other friends going through it and I'll say to them, your kids are better off with a happy mum who's single than an unhappy mother who's in the marriage with their father. Yeah, so it absolutely, it just opened up my ability to be myself. And I remember my brother, actually my sister-in-law saying to me that my brother had said, oh, I've got my sister back. It was like I could just come back into myself and be the whole me. By the way, I love the way you just shared that because from my vantage point, it's so important for people to hear that, that you can go through a a life-changing experience which at first, years ago, somebody would ask me, what's the scariest thing you would, if you had to think of something in your mind that would really terrify you about yourself, what would it be? It used to be coming down with cancer. It used to be ending a relationship I thought I felt that I needed to stay in or all these. And then now I tell people, you can hold yourself back and hold yourself down. Like you said, once you realize the potential of what your life can offer you, you really have limitless opportunities and you can struggle and stumble and fall sometimes, but you're resi- we're resilient human beings. And for us, having the ability to keep going. The days during the pandemic, and I'm sure when you got stuck in the lockdown, the days I got up and I looked backwards on my past and my recent past and going through all those moments I had to go through, I would be weighed down and I would have a hard time getting out of bed from depression and anxiety because I, ha- I didn't have a lot to do and I didn't have a lot to look forward to. I call myself the social psychic, not the social isolated or distancing psychic. And so it worked against what I'm about. And I had to rework how I looked at my relation and my connection, everything around me. And from that process, I got through these really deep, I would say transformations. And I think that that's a lot of the people on this planet have gone through privately and maybe don't share it as much, but it makes me look at everything with a renewed hope and a renewed vigor. Even with, for example, you being an echo warrior, ego warrior, I want to do more of that for my show there's directions I want to take my show in that can help advocate for these things because we all have to do this. Yes. We all have to look at the climate and really see what steps can we take individually for ourselves to help talk to others about, raise awareness, share the right ideas so that people can understand. It's not a complicated issue. Do you want to live in a planet that looks disastrously different than the way it does right now? No. We have children. We have future generations that need to thrive and survive and the animals and the plants. And it's like being part of that. We don't want to be a cancer on our planet. Yeah. We want to be a life force that helps build our planet to the next level. That's right. And we're absolutely at the crunch point now. Like things have to change now or it is going to be too late and the planet will survive, but humanity will not be able to live on it if we keep going the way we're going. Yeah. It's exactly what you said. It's always about thinking about the future generations that you want to leave them a livable planet. It's our responsibility. Like our grandparents did. I want to ask you this because we're running how fast these interviews go. Share with our audience how they can reach out to you because I would love to have one of our, you know, have as many of our listeners reach out to you and directly talk to you and 
hire you for your services and that kind of thing. I want to see if you can share your website and anything else you'd like to. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jason. Yes. So the easiest way is through my website, which is just evenstarwellbeing.com. And then you can see everything on there. You can see all my services. You can book in. The podcast is on there as well. Each episode has its own page on the website, so you can directly listen to it there. But my podcast, which is called Five, the Five Star Wellbeing Podcast, is available on all the podcasting platforms. So you can find it wherever you like to get your podcasts. And I do also put everything on my YouTube channel because like you, I use the video as well. And the YouTube channel is under Even Star Wellbeing as well. And then I'm on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram, Even Star Wellbeing. And LinkedIn, you can find me under my own name, Arwen Bardsley. You can find me under Even Star Wellbeing on LinkedIn as well. I want to ask you, actually, I was just thinking about something. When I did my first YouTube video about four years ago, I looked like I was like in a lineup. <laughs> I was stiff. I couldn't talk in front of the camera. And I put it out there. One of my high school friends were like, loosen up. You're too stiff. Yeah. And did yeah. you find that you had that for your experience as well? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I had a colleague that I worked with in my previous career who was after I'd done a few, she's like, oh, yeah, you're starting to look a bit more human as in the first ones were pretty crap but you don't just, look like you're in a hostage video <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah and all of my first few were just me it wasn't me interviewing like the ones that I did years ago it was just me talking about stuff basically doing a video blog so yeah you do you like a deer in the headlights when you first start doing it but then you just start to relax and it doesn't really matter oh yeah now for me, this is like we we met for a coffee and had a conversation, which by the way, we just happened to record. It's yeah. like it's just so much fun for me. And I really appreciate the fact that you could come on. I know it's 10 a.m. your time tomorrow for us right now. Yeah. And that's a cool thing by itself. We're on the same planet, the spinning ball in the middle of the universe right now. And technology can link us up like we're sitting across the table from each other. So wonderful. I really enjoyed having you on Arwin, and I appreciate you coming on and sharing your experiences as a podcaster, as a healer. I just really appreciate you. Thank you so much, Jason. It's been an absolute pleasure. I just want to thank Arwen for coming on the show today. Her podcast is the Five Star Wellbeing Podcast. We met through podmatch.com, which has transformed my entire podcast experience. I think coming from this interview today, there's a lot of people in our lives who are pursuing alternate health and wellness and we need to support them. We need to support the Five Star Wellbeing Podcast. And we need to promote Arwen's website. It's just so important. And from my vantage point, when we have an opportunity to show our vulnerabilities and the things that bother us, I think that helps us become relatable to our audience. And as you could see, Arwen's extremely relatable. I love that she's an eco-warrior and that she's done everything as a holistic health and well-being coach, blogger, podcaster, student of life. And I definitely think big things are coming up for her. I look forward to having her on again when she releases her book. And I just want to thank everyone for tuning in this episode. The summer should be good for everyone. Stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook, and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. 
Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices. For the win! Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production. Electric acid. Electric acid.